1: You know, my goals are kind of pretty, I have a lot of time to achieve them in my view. That's my perspective. And I'm just happy that I'm able to have that leisure to relax and know that, you know, everything's gonna be okay. Opportunities are flowing my way and not everything is so urgent. I don't have to be a millionaire next year.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today, I'm joined by Alyssa Alvarez, who is a multi-passionate conscious creative. She's a holistic coach, a yoga teacher, a podcast host, a circle leader, and an MUA. So today, we're going to talk about how she balances it all and how awakening your aura just might help your business. So welcome, Alyssa, and thank you so much for being here. Yay. Yeah, I actually met Alyssa. She was a part of my last mastermind group, and I felt like you brought so much value to the group, uh, as did everyone, but I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper and learn a bit more about all of the great things that you're doing.
1: Oh, thanks for all your kind words.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So first, your podcast is called Aura Awakening, So can you kick things off by telling us what that means and and what it means to kind of awaken your aura?
1: Yeah. So Aura Awakening Radio was just kind of like the sister to all the messages I felt called to share and all the personal development and kind of spiritual work I was learning. I was like, I need a platform to speak all my truth and I used to do makeup tutorials, so I was familiar with kind of like how to facilitate that kind of thing, and I just knew, well, you know, I could start a podcast and start sharing my journey, and then it kind of evolved into talking to more Metro Detroit entrepreneurs about their yogic journey, about their blogging journey, about their spiritual journey, anywhere where they are. I love kind of hearing before and what led them to be where they are today, so Not only do I get to share my story, but there's so many stories out there that are worth being heard. And I think that just in general, aura awakening really just represents community and the fact that we're all kind of awakening together, whether it's within your business or your personal development, it's that sense of rising there and doing that energetically to create that ripple effect upon maybe just Metro Detroit and how that can reflect throughout the world.
0: I love that. So are all of your guests local then?
1: pretty much i've only had a few that i've done virtually but i i'm kind of taking a step back to do different interviews with people from all over just because i met a few different coaches and people from instagram that i want to have on but for all throughout this year pretty much all of the people have been in person to where i've met them in metro detroit so it's super cool that i've been able to sustain almost 40 episodes with all of these who are creative and on the rise. And, you know, I've had different people like a singer-songwriter and people who are doing retreats and all these people who are making big moves in Metro Detroit. So I hope that, you know, some upon it and they're like a lot of people from Metro Detroit are doing their thing and living their purposes.
0: Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I've listened to a few episodes, but I guess I didn't realize that that most of your guests were local. So that's awesome. I <laughs> always love. Um, putting that spin on things because I agree a lot of people don't know that that community even exists here even people who live here might not realize that there's such a big community here so that's awesome so how did you get into kind of the personal development space have you always been sort of a conscious spiritual person or or where did this awakening kind of take place
1: yeah I think I just had a longing for not only finding my Community and feeling seen, but I had a longing to kind of change a lot of the negative habits I may have possessed. And I think a lot of it came from being bullied for being overweight or even just having too much personality growing up. And I wanted to find steps with my mental state before I tried to dive deeper into the health space with maybe changing some of my habits just for the longevity of my health and. I think it all starts with your mindset. So I'm super grateful that I kind of stumbled upon more of the manifestation and kind of spiritual stuff because I was introduced to that when I was kind of in high school about just little things of the law of attraction. And I even took a comparative religion class. So I started to just kind of be slowly introduced to all the things. And then I kind of went on a deep dive and started, you know, taking so many free courses with all these different coaches and just kind of learned a lot and then realized I could do this too. I feel that, you know, taking the steps to become worthy enough to be someone like that, I could really help people too. And I think that your mess is your message, right? And I just knew that all the struggles and pains that I may have gone through with my weight struggles and just kind of that imagery of not feeling worthy I knew that with stumbling upon all of the reading and all of the work that I've done that I was meant to create as well and you know I'm also a professional makeup artist so it's like I love being creative. I love colors and branding. So it all just kind of made sense once I wanted to step into this space of coaching and able to take a course to learn about neuroscience, nutrition, yoga and mindfulness, just all the things I'm into. And I'm just grateful that not only am I taking more care of my health consciously and taking it slowly, because I, I believe that I can't be super drastic with things to where I think that Starting off with the mindset was super important for me because it not only gave a trajectory of finding my career that I really want to pursue, but also sharing and inspiring others. So I'm really happy that I am kind of someone who is a little more gentle on myself and has accepted who I am, but knows that I can always grow and learn and change.
0: I love that. I love that. So so yeah, so tell us a little bit about some of the other things that you do. Like I said in the intro, you kind of um, seem like you're sort of multi-passionate and you have a lot of different things going on. And so what are some of the things that make up you and your business?
1: Yeah, well, it all connects because it's really just about empowering others to wear, you know, on-site bridal makeup. I've been doing makeup since I was like 16. So it's just something that will always be there. And yeah. I love it because I get to kind of get out of the house, connect with people, be present and in real life. And I think that that was something that really made me want to start doing events where we all get together and, you know, do meditations, have cacao ceremonies and connect on a deeper level than just maybe, you know, being at a social gathering or, you know, something to where it's a little bit more intimate. So I just started hosting uh, what's called the Detroit Divine Feminine Circle um, in Royal Oak at Zupac Life. So I really am grateful that I've been able to step in this space to do so because, in the beginning of my yoga journey I started going to kind of events but I was told in order to host them I needed all these credentials and all this experience and it kind of made me feel discouraged but then I knew deep down I was like well I can just create my own and I can you know find someone and have a yoga studio that will offer up the space and the people will come if I'm just putting out the right vibe and I've been able to kind of work with an app that's a virtual platform for people to connect with other spiritual goddesses In the area, so I've been able to meet some other girls through there, and it's just been a really awesome, humbling journey to kind of be on the other side of the circle leading it because it's something that I've always loved. I've always been a host. Like even my previous jobs before all this, I was a hostess, a receptionist, front-of-house guest services. Like I've always been that person to like welcome people, make them feel like they're excited to be there and lead them through that journey. And I think teaching yoga, I only have a small certification for yin yoga, but that led me into so much more to find my voice and to again interact with people in an empowering way. And the mentor that I took my yin yoga training with, her name's Bethany Perry, that's who I did my whole life healing coaching training with. So she's been a huge influence on me to just own who I am and really run with that. So I love that with Yin Yoga, I uh, teach at a studio in Wyandotte called Advanced Holistic Health. I love that I can be creative with different props and different themes each week with yoga. So it's like all these things really connect with just empowering people to feel safe to be themselves and to expand who they are.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I was listening to one of your podcast episodes and you mentioned kind of playing to your strengths and you you said um, I've always really liked to talk (laughs) and so (laughs) I wanted to start this podcast to sort of play up my you know play to one of my strengths and I think that's such a smart way to go about things Um, and it sounds like that's what's kind of helped lead you down this path too you said you were you've always been a great host. And, you know, you can definitely tell that you love people and you're a people person. So I think that's super smart. I think sometimes we try to fit ourselves into a box that we think we should belong in, whereas we should really be following our strengths and following our passions.
1: Totally. Well, and there's a lot of people who almost have the shadow side of being, you know, a little extroverted and being someone who likes to engage with people. A lot of people, I don't want to use the word jealous, but a lot of people almost feel intimidated by that quality to where it may come off as bossy or, you know, you're trying to control the conversation or situation when really it's just honoring everybody and how they are. And I'm just happy that I didn't let those negative voices tell me your voice is annoying. You talk too much. You know, you're nobody cares what you have to say. I'm glad. I didn't let those stop me because I almost let those fuel me to prove them wrong and I think that just being able to interact with people on a level where you truly listen to them and see them is such a skill that I've been able to really work on with these podcasts and just be able to learn from others and I think that it's because I have that mentality of we're all in this together and we're all on the same journey everyone just has a different path basically so I just thank you for honoring that for me too because our voice is there for a reason. And I think that it's called your throat chakra. Like a lot of people have that block because they don't feel safe to share how they feel or to own their voice and to step into that power. So that's a lot of what I'd love to help people with my coaching with even.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. So how do you kind of balance all of the things and I know I know you mentioned you know everything's kind of related and you're you're absolutely right everything that you do is kind of related but kind of from the business side of things how do you balance everything and also really prioritize what you're working on each day
1: yeah I love this question because even with all the things I do for a few months I was working as a social media manager for someone who large over 180k on Instagram so it took a lot to balance that to where even my own personal pursuits kind of took a seat on the back burner. But I think this whole year of really stepping into this entrepreneur space and being a baby in it, I've been able to really segment my time. So weekends are mainly open for bridal and I love that because during the week I can kind of not interact with everybody and save that for the weekends and I do my yoga teaching once a week I do my circles once a month so it's really just like less is more right you have more of an impact if you're doing things exclusively to where I do my podcast once a week pretty much and I'll carve out time to edit and I think there's a lot of little tricks you can use as an entrepreneur that are strategic to where you have your intro saved You have your outro say things to where it reduces the time you have to delegate. Now, one of my goals to improve my social presence is to start hopping on IGTV, start making YouTube videos again, and really just showing up more as a real person because I feel like I'm kind of that outsider where I just kind of look and observe. And that's okay, too, because I very much interact and support so many of my friends and peers in my community to where I think just being able to balance it all is really finding what makes you passionate and doing that more. So I think podcasting is one of my huge passions. And in the evenings, I get to do my coaching with my clients. And I've been kind of doing some beta testing with the people that I've had to coach for my course for free. And it's just been so enlightening to find that there's a common thread between them all. And, you know, all this is aligning for a reason. So I think it's just being aligned with your purpose and everything else just happens so smoothly to where even though, you know, maybe I haven't been making a bunch of money, or maybe I haven't had I don't have 10,000 followers on Instagram it's like I'm not worried about those little details and I'm worried about the impact I'm making for that longevity like we were talking about earlier so it's like being present but also knowing that right now is such a pivotal time to create that future that you do want and I think that Also, carving out time for yourself is really important and that's something I lost when I was working as a social media manager to where now that I don't do that anymore, I've been getting back into my exercise routine, I've been getting back into my yoga practice and those things that I really look forward to that actually affect my, the way I show up within my podcast and my coaching and all those things and it's important as a teacher and as a coach to like seek out other teachers and coaches because you have to kind of almost observe what they're doing for not only research of wow that's interesting i wonder if i could do that in my own way but to be in a different space of go to events so you're not always the facilitator it's a really nice balance to have so i think that you know i also have a boyfriend i also have a cat i got family you know i got a lot of people to tend to for- <laughs> I think it's just finding that time and space to where, like I said, less is more. I see my family maybe once a month. Me and my boyfriend do a date night once a week. See my friends. We do a book club once a month. So it's like having those scheduled non-negotiables are super important to where I started using a calendar this past year and being really organized with that. It's like almost uh, stepping up to the plate to where if you really want to live this lifestyle, it's like, well be prepared for it because even though you're busy it's a good type of busy to where you're being productive and you're doing things you like to do instead of having to go all these social gatherings that you don't really want to go to and you're feeling like you know it's not in alignment then that's not going to be serving you so it's Mm -hmm. like finding those activities that really serve your highest good and not canceling on them and it's okay to cancel if you're energetically not there you know but it's like really, if you're in alignment, you're not going to want to cancel. You're going to want to show up for your coaching clients. You're going to want to go and teach and you're going to want to go and live out your purpose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I always say that saying no to one thing is kind of usually opening the door to another thing. So speaking to your, yeah, to your your social media management gig.
1: I've said no to a lot of opportunities this year, especially mm-hmm. one of the big ones that happened at the beginning of the year that left me essentially jobless. I'm very grateful that I quit after a few weeks because A, it was so not in alignment. There were so many signs that just made it not happen. But I also met someone while I worked there that really gave me a lot of opportunities for the rest of the year so it's like everything always works out the way it's supposed to and saying no is really okay because you you can only do so much i always say you can do anything but you can't do everything so it's like yeah i do a lot of different things but they have intention and purpose behind them to where even my social gatherings i go to whether it's a cacao ceremony a dance party uh my book club like we are doing that intentionally to where it's serving me so much where I get inspired and fueled and I almost release as well when I go and dance and, I also hula hoop and do all this fun stuff to where I think fun and leisure is also a really important way to balance. And I always think of my life as this circle that kind of has these different pie, you know, the slices of pie or pizza. Mm -hmm. And it's like you have to really delegate your career, your family and relationships, your fun and leisure, your personal care. It's like balancing all of those and keeping them at an equal rate. And sometimes something slips and it's because you you know or maybe putting too much into fun and leisure and you're not taking your fitness goals seriously whatever it may be and i think that for me i just have the ability to be really gentle with myself and instead of saying oh well i suck because i you know fell off with my healthy eating it's like no i've been really busy it's okay that i had you know carry out for the whole week next week we'll try to cook more at home you know it's yeah. like it's like not being so serious about all the things as well to where you just got to have a little bit of humor too. I think that one of my hacks of kind of combating maybe feeling depressed or having anxiety sometimes is watching funny videos and (laughs) stand-up comedy. It's like using those times to be in leisure and also relaxing too, because I'm a huge proponent for relaxing. And I think that You can do that in so many different ways instead of feeling trapped at home because I think the work from home life sometimes can be a little, geez, I'm always at home. My work is at home. My relaxation is at home. So it's like creating that ambiance too has been really huge for me. I try to do candles, incense, and all these things to make my little room that I operate so many projects out of the (laughs) right place for me to do it.
0: Yeah, I love that you brought that up because that's actually something that I've really been working on this year is... Truly giving myself leisure time because you're right. I mean, I've been working from home for even when I worked a corporate job, I worked from home the majority of the week. So I've been working home for like years and years and years. And it can start to feel like you're sort of trapped. And When you think about, well, what am I going to do tonight for fun? And you just automatically think about whipping out your laptop or, you know, oh, I'll listen to this business podcast or read this business book. And it's like, you got to have things that are truly just not related to work. Like you said, a funny video or listening to music or just something that's truly for you. I think that's so, so important.
1: It is. And a lot of people get guilty when they aren't always working on themselves and aren't always tuning into the content that is fueling their soul, right? But it's mm-hmm. almost like, I think for me, laughter and taking the time to watch kind of dumb videos in a way it does fuel my soul a little bit because I'm taking a break from the content that I normally like need to nourish. And, and that's the multifaceted nature to where I think my youthful spirit and staying in alignment of just trying not to take everything so seriously is part of what helps me operate in a better space. And I I think that the guilt behind, oh, well, I'm not doing enough or I need to be doing this is like almost a fear of scarcity. It's a scarcity Mm -hmm. mindset. And I know that, you know, my goals are kind of pretty, I have a lot of time to achieve them in my view. That's my perspective. And I'm just happy that I'm able to have that leisure to relax and know that, you know, everything's going to be okay. Opportunities are flowing my way and not everything is so urgent. I don't have to be a millionaire next year. Yeah, If it happens, that's amazing. But it's like, it's just taking one step at a time. And if that includes taking a break to watch a funny video or do something that just kind of takes your mind off of business or the personal work that we're always doing, I think that's almost doing the personal work and Find ways to put those personal work content in strategically while you're folding laundry, while you're driving, while you're cooking dinner. Those are so many opportunities where you can not only get your stuff done and be productive and show up, but have that subconscious podcast or you know content on there that you're like, okay, I'm feeling good. And even the music we listen to is huge for the messages that we receive to where yeah. if you're listening to music about stuff that is superficial, not going to lie. I love Ariana Grande, but the whole seven <laughs> rings thing, like
0: <laughs> yeah. it,
1: it's, it's how you perceive it. And if you're thinking of more of that materialistic mindset, that's what's going to follow. So it's like really balancing all of the content you consume to where I think the fact that, you know, I love my comedy. There's this chick who eats uh, medibles and then does horrible special effects makeup. It's hilarious. (laughs) And, you know, I love Seth Rogen. Like, it's like, whatever you think is funny, keep consuming more of that. Because I think staying lighter has been a back for all the stress that I may go through with this lifestyle to where, like I said, haven't been making a ton of money. That's okay, because I know that, all of this is on its way. And I think it's just trusting that too. So many people get freaked out about, Oh, what's going to happen in the future? Am I going to be stable? Am I going to do this? But it's like, everything works out. And it's just releasing that urgency is what makes so many things come through your door. I love that. That's great advice. Thank you. So can you tell me a little bit
0: more about the coaching program that you have and kind of the course that you're offering? You, you, Mentioned it a little bit earlier yeah. about that you had kind of a beta program going on. So tell tell us what you can expect out of that and what that program is all about.
1: Yeah, so it's called Born to Blossom, and the few girls that I've been coaching for my course, I kind of offer this free course to them to kind of get some feedback and testimonials, which is a great way for any creator to not only perfect their craft, but to test the waters. And I've done just like a mini course before where it was a seven-day course, but this is now a six-week program where they're getting worksheets, a guided meditation, and a one-on-one coaching session with me each week. And the theme is the different stages that a flower goes through to grow and relating that to the seven chakras, which are our center points to where we've got our crown, our third eye, our throat, our heart, our solar plexus, our sacral, and our root. So even just some of those words can kind of relate to plants, your root you're you know the crown of the plant like it it all kind of correlates and i not only do i love alliteration but i love relating things to nature to where it's kind of diving deeper into the necessary things you need to do to nourish yourself to plant those foundations of the roots of, of what you're hoping for like there's so many different ways we can look at it and i think the chakras are just a nice way to kind of understand them in more of a spiritual realm especially if you're into that and are interested in learning more. So it's nice that it's a six week program, but this version's kind of minimized because the holiday is coming up and there's a lot that's going on to where I think that even if one of the feedback criticisms is, I think I would love to dive deeper in this. It could even be a 12 week program, you know, to where it's like there's so much I can do with just the chakras to where a lot of my other program ideas do kind of entail a little bit about your health and wellness career, kind of doing the mindset to step into that and the things we need to do before we tackle our goals. And I think that's indicative to my journey where before trying to step into a healthier state, I knew I had to do a little bit of mindset work before I went and dove deep into exercise programs. So it's kind of like a decoding the self-growth journey that I kind of went through with, planting the seeds, the germination, the reproduction. It's like all the ways that you can really try to grow in a short amount of time. Because a lot of that is what I did and I love to go back to what worked for me because sometimes you fall out of your habits and your, your go-getter energy and then you kind of chill for a little to where it's like going back to where you were really thriving is always really resourceful and they can go back to this Facebook group anytime. I think it's a really easy way to facilitate a course or a program if it's small is just yeah. doing it on Facebook. And if they don't have a Facebook, you can just email them the content, especially because it's a PDF it's a guided meditation that could be on soundcloud and then the coaching calls on zoom so it's like really simple and i think keeping things simple is really key because even though this is kind of like a duality of the plants and the chakras if i threw any other elements in there people will get lost so it's like trying to stay with the things you can do but i'll also still be doing one-on-ones to where I'm slowly realizing that a lot of who I'm serving is someone who wants to kind of do what I'm doing, step into the space to be, whether it's a health coach, a yoga teacher, a Reiki master, anything in the health and wellness space that they're passionate about. But they may work a nine to five and they don't know how to get out of that, whether that nine to five facilitates their experience with that or not. They know they want to be in the space of freedom. They know they want to feel like they can pursue their passion. But there's a lot of mental work before even going to that. And I had to do a lot of that too, especially with what we go through with identity fraud and kind of feeling like oh well who am i to be a coach you know i'm super young i'm 23 years old so so many people are going to be like um what life have you experienced to tell me anything but it's like Mm -hmm. you got to do the arts too right to where even though a lot of these people are going to have to do the integrative institute of nutrition or a yoga teacher training or a reiki master training even though they still have to do that how are they going to build their social image how are they going to build their branding how are they going to build the systems to show up as a spiritual entrepreneur
0: yeah yeah that's so cool so you said it's they get a one-on-one session with you but there is there also kind of a group component to it with the Facebook group right
1: yeah, I was going back and forth. I think for my official one, I may do that at the end to see, like, mm-hmm. if the girls all wanted to talk about their experiences. Like, that's something I'm definitely still exploring, especially because I think the benefits to it are the community aspect and the accountability. Mm-hmm. And also, the shadow side of it is sometimes people want to just do their inner work and don't want to interact or share and kind of right. want to keep it inside to themselves. So it's like, I'm kind of going back and forth with that. But I think I'll I'll probably do two versions right Right, where you can still do one on ones and then you can do group coaching, to where there's so many different ways you can kind of reinvent the wheel and recycle things that you were doing that worked and then just revamp it. And, you know, there's so many people who, kind of miss out on the opportunities at first who are revamping something and making it even better is another reason for them to be like, Oh, I see the sign again. This message yep. keeps coming out to me. I need to show up for this. So I'm just so excited to explore all that I can do with coaching, especially because although I have a few other things going on, there's really no other plan B for me. I have always felt called the coach. I've always wanted to do this and the right opportunity was presented to me i have the knowledge and i have the confidence now it's really just about being seen and getting out there and i think that social media is obviously our best tool to do that so it's like really having to do that but also have boundaries with it because oh you can just yeah. spend way too much time doing the wrong things on social media, scrolling too much, you know, looking at people's stories, like not really serving you to where it's almost like in a way you have to be selfish on there because it's like, why are you really on there? Why are you really showing up on Instagram? Are you doing it to look at everybody else's life or are you doing it to promote your message and share your gifts and know that that's, easily going to lead people into your realm to where it's almost like creating this ecosystem of your world what you're about and inviting them in whether they are a client or someone who's going to be paying or not that's okay but for me I learned so much stuff and have been a part of so many communities free webinars and free worksheets and all that free content to where I think that's where I'm really going to focus a lot in the beginning of this new year is coming up with a lot of free content because that's where your best stuff honestly should be. And then from there, that's going to make people want to work with you and they trust you enough to where they're like, here's my money.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up about kind of mindlessly scrolling on social media. Do you have any tips for that about how you kind of balance that and and make sure that you're doing the right things on social and not kind of getting lost in that
1: yeah I can just always tell when it triggers any sense of anxiety in me to Mm. where when it starts to foster thoughts of oh well why aren't why am I not why wasn't I invited to that Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to be doing this. When it starts to trigger things where it's like negative or something that just isn't serving you, it's time to put it down. Pick up a book. Pick up, you know, the laundry that you may be, you know, neglecting. It's like finding the time to delegate to your scroll. And keeping that time to where it's almost like a little appointment, maybe on your lunch break. And I think that for me, something I'd love to cut out in the next year is not being on my phone or watching stuff while I'm eating. Because when we're consuming content in our brain, especially when we're eating, it affects our digestive system to where if there's something that kind of pisses you off on social media, especially because it's such a melting pot of political and Mm -hmm. just all these things going on to where I think it's finding the right time to consume that it's almost like a magazine to where if you follow the right people too you're less less time will be wasted on the scrolling because it's actually stuff that's nourishing you to where I think utilizing screen time is also really helpful I just got a new phone so it like completely reset how much time I'm spending so I'm really excited to see on average how much time I'm using my phone because it's really enlightening especially you can even see how much you're picking up your phone physically to where it's like we are so attached to this tether to where I think it's like honestly understanding your why 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 are you looking at other people's stuff what is it doing for you and mm-hmm. when you ask yourselves those questions you're like damn looking at Kim Kardashian's Instagram really isn't doing anything for me anymore
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and,
1: and it's like okay well, what can I look at? Maybe I'm a yoga teacher. Let me follow all these different yogis and learn about what they're doing and cheer them on. And I think that a great way to maybe be introduced to this, if you're someone who's wanting to build that like relationship with other people is doing an engagement pod that isn't super serious to where it's just a pod of people who you're like showing up for, you connect with. And, you know, I do that with my friends to where we don't have any requirements, but we're still keeping in touch. And it's it's kind of utilizing the platform for what it's for, right? Community, engaging, interacting. And I think that even I admit this, I'm kind of an outsider to where I'm more observing instead of really engaging and showing up. And I think the people that show up obviously have more results to where they're not sitting there scrolling, look at everybody's stuff. They are showing up For their own purpose. So it's like, if you're someone who's in that space, definitely be mindful of that time you're looking at everyone else's success, because that's kind of hindering yours, unless you're intentionally doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I think it's Marie Forleo. She always says, create before you consume. And I think I... Yeah, it's so good. And it's like I always have to kind of force myself back into that because, yeah, if you're sitting all day scrolling on social media and you're like, okay, it's 2 p.m. and I haven't done anything for myself or, you know, for my own business, that's kind of when I start to feel really out of alignment. It's like, all right, you got all these great ideas in your head. Now get to those first and then and then check out what other people are doing because it can really lead you in a different direction or really you know, stop you and hinder you from doing the things that you really want to do, I think.
1: It does. And the app is wired that way, yep. especially with the whole algorithm thing, like the likes and the follows and all of this stuff actually releases dopamine in your brain. So it's mm-hmm. it's designed to make you mindless in a sense. So it's like I try to just use it as this platform for me to share and support and, when I catch myself using it for anything else, I'm like, okay, what else can I be doing that is of my highest of good right now? Looking yeah. at everyone else's life. And almost getting in this mindset of jealousy or, you know, unworthiness isn't doing anything to where I love that I've been able to adopt the habit of reading because I never used to be a reader growing up. And this past year was one of my goals to read like two books a month. And I've been able to hold that. So I think that when you try to just use it as more of an educational platform and be rhythm that way to where all of the content on your feed is serving you, it's like, okay, I can spend some time hanging out here and enjoy it. Because when social media becomes unenjoyable, that's when it's, you need to ask yourself some questions because it's there for leisure. And I think it should be something that's fun and exciting too. And I hear so many people saying that it makes them feel so bad about themselves. And that just breaks my heart because it's really the highlight reel of our lives, there's not a bunch of real stuff on there. And I think almost when people put the real stuff on there, it's another way to get that validation of, oh, you're so vulnerable. Thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing your story. It's like "Ah, it's it's something we really get real, but also showing our highlights. So it's like it's such a weird paradigm. And I think that that's why I'm more fueled to do real life connections to where even though we met on social media and I'm very grateful for it, I I would love to get together in person because that's really where the real magic is at, especially with physical touch and you know being able to absorb somebody's energy that way is just so much more stimulating to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think social is great and it's a great tool, but I agree. I think the magic happens in real life or as close to real life as you can get. I know a lot of my clients are all over the world, so I can't always meet up with them for coffee, but that's why I love like the one-on-one coaching and the video calls and stuff. It just, it's the next best thing for sure. And I'm glad that you brought up books because that was actually one of the things I wanted to ask you about. I noticed while doing some research about you that you are a big reader. So can you tell us about, you know, some of the books that have really helped you the most in your business?
1: Ooh. I think there's a book by Carrie Green. She's the founder of the Female Entrepreneur Association. Yeah. I think it's called She Means Business. Yes. I really liked that one. Like, I, I go through phases, right? I went through a phase of, like, female boss babe entrepreneur books, Work Party mm-hmm. by Jacqueline Johnson, A Tribe Called Bliss by Lori Harder, all these people that I kind of look up to. Yeah. And then I started getting into – Back in the day, <laughs> last year, basically, but I worked at the Henry Ford Museum, so I had so much time to read, and I would read a lot of old school books, like Think Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and there's a book called Happy Pocket Full of Money, and it went into quantum physics and relating that to money to where I kind of go in phases and I think now I'm in a phase of learning a little bit more about spirituality in my book club we're reading a book about uh tantra and I'm reading a book about spirit hacking so it's kind of like what vibe are you going for where are you in in your life and you know books are so inexpensive these days especially with um thrift books, Audible, like there's so many ways to get your hands on so much good content. And I think that the course I took this past year really helped facilitate a lot of reading goals for me as well, because we had a book a month that we had to read. And, you know, I got to read a book about neuroscience, a whole book about nutrition that really changed my views about nutrition. It's called uh, Nourishing Wisdom by Mark David. Mm -hmm. And I just, I I love to geek out on books and I'm so grateful that a few of my girlfriends were like, let's do a book club because I just love showing up for it. My secret of trying to read two books in a month is I'll read a book in the morning and a book in the evening. So I keep myself occupied with two different books at a time to keep things interesting and to also maximize the time that I read. So maybe reading for 30 minutes for each book that could equal to a chapter or more to where it's like time blocking I think is good for your reading goals as well and I think that I've really improved my vocabulary and reading levels because I consume the content that I like to read in school we had to read really books that I didn't really care about and that's why I didn't do good in <laughs> right those categories so it's the content you love and finding authors that you trust and recommendations from your friends. And I think that just uh, knowing that you can always give a book and like recycle books and, you know, take a book, leave a book. Like there's little Mm -hmm. stuff like that here in Metro Detroit to where it's a great resource to not only get off your phone, start, you know, studying. I see it as a self-study really to where it's like, this is my time where I'm studying. I've always seen my entrepreneur path kind of as like college Because I didn't go to college to where I've been in this developmental stage. I did an internship this past year. So it's like now I feel like with my course that I'll be graduating uh, this November, it's kind of like my little graduation and I'm stepping into my career. And it's just been so rewarding and exciting definitely cheaper than college, uh, especially with all my books, probably still cheaper than textbooks. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it'd be so cool for someone to create a college form coaches and entrepreneurs and people like me, but I almost think society doesn't want that. So it's like, I have to be that pioneer to just show that you can do it by yourself and you don't need anyone to validate you. I do think it's important to have certifications for your craft, but after that, it's like, you got this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've always got to be pushing yourself to learn. That's what I always tell people when they ask me about entrepreneurship. It's like, no one's forcing you to do it. So you have to have that initiative to pick up the books and take the courses and and all that. That's great. I'm going to list some of the books that you mentioned in the show notes as well, in case anyone wants to check them out. I know okay. A Tribe Called Bliss is on my list for sure. So I've heard a lot yeah. of great things about that one. Yeah. Cool. So I think those are all of the questions that I had for you. Besides, I'd love to know kind of what's next for you. What are some of the projects that we should look out for? And of course, how people can contact you and reach out to you.
1: Yeah. So I'm doing a vendor event uh... This will probably happen by the time the episode comes out but there's a vendor event on detroit for some yoga stuff it's called uh, circle earth and it's like a full moon party so i'll be vending some of my self-growth habit journals there it's a little workbook that i published on amazon and i'd love to do more of those because It was a pretty simple process. It was a lot simpler than I thought it was going to be, but it's basically like a developmental book where every day is the same and you have like a checklist and ways to manifest your goals and to check in with yourself, show yourself some love. So I love to create something a little different next time for myself publishing because I still love to create. So I actually like made a sketch and just hired a graphic designer to help me. Cool. So another way to delegate and I, I loved the process of it. So Definitely, if you're wanting to self-publish, Kindle Direct Publishing is pretty much the easiest way, but I'll be selling some of my books there, and uh, I will be hosting more Detroit Divine Feminine Circles, and each month we go into a different goddess and kind of embodying her qualities and celebrating in a different way with different snacks and different healing elixirs, so I'll still be hosting those at Zoo Pack Life. And, Definitely just launching my coaching business. I'll probably do a big celebration challenge for January, bringing in the new year and trying to get everybody active in the community. Um, But aside from that, just next few months, really just enjoying the holidays, trying to be more present and, getting back to my fitness goals. Cause I know that summer bodies are made in the winter, but it's, it's about, you know, having a body all the time. And I'm just super mm-hmm. grateful to be healthy and in the space to be able to enjoy activity and movement. And I'll always be sharing my friends and supporters different events but you'll be able to find all of that on Instagram my personal account is awakening.alyssa and that's where I post a lot about my coaching and me and my life and the or awakening Instagram more is about the podcast and the community and different events so you can find me on there and I'm super excited that my website's getting redone that's going to be a whole shebang and yeah that's about it Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much, Alyssa. This was so helpful. And I'm, I'm honestly just really excited for everything that you're doing. I know it's going to be great. And I'm looking forward to getting coffee or tea or something with you soon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, everybody for listening. I'm Latasha
0: James. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to review it on iTunes or share it with a friend. This podcast is all about community, so you can also go ahead and head over to the Facebook group. It's called The Freelance Friday Podcast Community or follow me on social. My handle is The Latasha James across all platforms. I'd love to know what you thought of the episode and like I said, feel free to share it with a friend, tag a friend, screenshot the episode and tag a friend. It really helps us grow this community and my goal is to help as many people through this collective community become better freelancers and more empowered freelancers. So that's it for the episode. I'll talk to you in the next one. It airs every single Friday. I'll talk to you again then.